怒られて蹴り上げた石ころ跳ね返ればダイヤモンドにもなるすぐ手に入る夢なんて夢じゃないよでも必ず叶うと信じてるよくじけない君が好き泣きたい時あるならそばにずっとずっといるから湯気つばに君らしく誇らしく向かってよ夢中になった日々が夢のかけらさ湯気つばにそのかけらを Hello, you're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a review on Martian successor Nadesco, or Kido Senkan Nadesco. And of course, the Prince of Darkness movie and Geki Ganger 3 OPA. This was a review copy that was sent to us from Nozomi Entertainment.、Uh, we got a Blu ray copy. That includes the 26 episode Martian Successor Nadesco,、uh, the one movie, which is 79 minutes long, which is The Prince of Darkness, the one OVA of the Gen- Geki Gengar 3, <laughs> and of course, some extras like the making of and say you interviews and all that kind of extra stuff in there.、Uh, but yeah, we're from the talkingspirit.com. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of Noodle Anime, as well as our wonderful community in the form links at the top, social media links on the right side, as well as all our other reviews that you can click up there.、Uh, but yeah. This is another one that、uh, we got here recently. I threw it in there and decided to give it a watch,、uh, just knock it out. This one is originally premiered back in October of 1996, and the movie was、uh, premiered in August of 1998. It was done by Studio Zebix, and the source is a manga. Its dramas are action, comedy, mecha, military, parody, romance, sci fi, shonen, and space. It's got everything covered. <laughs> But this one basically takes place in 2195.、Uh, the Joivian lizards h a s appeared. They started attacking mankind in space.、Uh, this is during a time when mankind's in Mars, they're on the moon. I think that's all the ones they kind of pointed out. But the Joivian lizards appear. They start attacking mankind.、Uh, Mars quickly falls under the hands of the,、uh, the Joivian lizards during the Mars War, their first Mars War. But the privately owned Nurgle Heavy Industries decided to make the ship known as the Nadesco、uh, to try to fight back against the Jovian lizards because apparently the,、uh, the, the actual Earth is failing miserably at fighting these, these、uh, Jovian lizards. And the, the odd thing is, this private organization decides to hire like, the worst people possible to, sh- to pilot it. So they get like,、uh, the daughter of a captain. Who、uh, seems very, very、uh, ditzy and airheaded.、Uh, they grab a guy who wants to be a cook, who's named Akito,、uh, and has him be a pilot of one of the mecha robots that they have on the ship.、Uh, they get some kind of brainiac girl from a science experiment to be the ship pilot.、Uh, yeah, just a very odd choice of people. A Seiyu. They had a Seiyu.、Uh, they hired a Seiyu to come in and. 
I think she was the the weapons controller or something like that. It's just really weird group of people all chosen. One of the pilots was obsessed with this Genki Gengar anime. Weirdest people possible in the ship. But that's what part of the charm of the whole thing is. Um, but they, they get in the ship and the the regular, the original military doesn't like the idea of this ship having such powerful technology. They want to use it for their own means. Um, and of course, they're fighting against the Jovian lizards as they try to go save what remains of Mars, uh, get into people's past, what they've experienced with the Jovian's attacks, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. Martian successor Nadesco, I think to put it plainly, is a... It's a heavy parody of pretty much every space mecha-type show, uh, mixed with some decent drama, and it kind of just falls in that idea. It's just a space drama, full-on parody, with some serious moments in it, but it's mostly just kind of a comedy-type show. Often heavily relying on the harem jokes early on. A lot of the earlier moments of the show really plays off of the fact that Akito, who is a chef that is ends up being one of the mecha uh, pilots, is pretty much loved by everybody, every girl that moves around. Uh, his early on, he has, uh, of course, the childhood friend who ends up being the captain of the ship, which is Yurika. She's a total ditz, um, but she seems to think that he absolutely loves her from their childhood. Um, <laughs> because she's a childhood friend? Yes. So obviously. obviously. They have such a great history together. And obviously, he come to the sh- he's, ca- he's come to the ship because he wants to confess his love to him. That's what she believes. He's obviously, obviously. here because he wants to confess his love to me. Uh, Megami, who is the Seiyuu girl, quickly falls in love with him because they kind of share uh, sorrow in the battle that they're in. But yeah, it, it's just constantly, there's all these different girls seem to be going after him. I'm it, assuming Yukina is a Yandere. Yukina? Yeah, she's she's got the Yandere pose going on there. Uh, no, she was kind of a ditzy little sister character. She's cute. She's cute. Um, but yeah, the uh, and of course the the Seiya, who is this guy who is the mechanic and engineer kind of guy, he constantly points out the fact of oh boohoo you you're a harem protagonist <laughs> character. You have all these girls after you. Why are all the girls after this one guy kind of thing? So it it really heavily relies on the harem jokes. Uh, pointing uh, pointing fun at the the harem tropes themselves, and that's a lot of the the basis of the earlier uh, comedy. It kind of mixes in with that as well. Is this this common theme throughout the entire series, which is this Gekigenger uh, show that was this really old anime in this world that everybody seems to be obsessed with. Not everybody, but uh, namely on the earlier points of the show was this guy named Guy who ends up introducing Akito to this show and there he's he wants to relive the gekigenger thing and pilot these mechas for it um but then even later on as they get more into the jovian lizards you start seeing more <laughs> influences of this gekigenger show and it's both kind of uh overplayed but at the same time always ends up being kind of funny in the end because of how it's really serious, but not at the same time about the fact that this show has way too much influence on the people that it's kind of involved with it. Even going so far as the later parts of the show where you're getting to the epic final battle, that it basically makes a decision for the entire conclusion of the show, which is kind of hilarious. So in no regards, it's actually really fun. I've actually really enjoyed those. I think a lot of the kicks I've gotten out of the show was definitely in the uh, the parodies of Neon Jesus Evangelion. A lot of episodes seem like they're just cut straight out of Neon Jesus Evangelion's, complete with the 
the war decision room with the gigantic or the tons of monitors in the background and people all kind of looking across from each other, uh, dipping a suit inside of this this portal looks straight out of Neon Jesus Evangelion when they're kind of bringing the the uh, they're trying to find the angels. But yeah, a lot of that stuff is kind of really funny. Um, but yeah, I think I think for the show, I've I can't say that I was laughing out loud with this show. A lot of it did make me smile, enjoying it, and the kind of comedy that was going through it. But I think a lot of it was not really hilariously laugh out loud throughout the most the entire show. There was a few parts that got quite a few chuckles out of me. A lot of it kind of playing off the parodies. A lot of it's the harem jokes that kind of got a chuckle out of me. A lot of it's the absurdity of the characters. I got a huge kick out of Eureka early on with her like I was mentioning earlier, when she's uh, misconstruing why Akito's there and she's ordering people to listen to her because nobody's listening to her problems, <laughs> that kind of stuff. The <laughs> the She's a captain and she's using her powers in her own selfish, childish ways. And that's where it kind of gets funny from. The odd thing about this show is probably the, the part I struggled about the show throughout the entire thing the most was probably in how it handles the more dramatic moments of the show. Especially early on, it does play a lot in the idea that technically a lot of people are dying in this show. People are being murdered in their in their uh, their their mecha hangers, like getting shot dead. And then two seconds later, they're 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 cracking a joke, and it's like you you're not handling the horrors of this war very well. We go to this planet, and technically they crushed an entire colony of people that were hiding away. And then two seconds later, they're laughing about the fact that she wants a kiss from him and chasing him down the hall. It's like, you're not, you're, you, she was just a few seconds ago realizing the weight of the situation and they're already jumping into the next joke. This show does not handle more serious matters very well at all. But it does have some really serious moments in it. There was particularly certain scenes that were quite uh, screwed up in how certain characters died. Um, so it, it does, it's willing to do things that are kind of shocking in that regard or, or more heavy. I just think most of the time it doesn't, doesn't carry it well enough on into the later parts of the show. It often just kind of discards it for the sake of comedy. And so that's, that's really the only thing that kind of struggled throughout this entire show for. I think the, my best, my favorite moments of the show was definitely probably Rory. I know that Rory was definitely a hugely popular character back when the show aired. They even mentioned it uh, in the interviews of the Seiyus in the show. They, they were talking to the Seiyu for uh, Rory and they were kind of on, did you realize that she's really, really popular? And she's like, no, I didn't. She's like, yeah, everybody loves Rory. <laughs> and like, I understand now why I didn't, she wasn't, I didn't really care much for her in the early parts of the TV series because she doesn't really have much going for her. Uh, but when they got into her episode and they got into the movie, I thought she was a fantastic character. I absolutely loved her. Uh, Inez's story, I enjoyed her story towards the later parts of the show. came out of nowhere. I liked Akito and Me- uh, Megami's story, their relationship, because they were really the only two characters that were kind of getting the weight of the situation at all. <laughs> so there's definitely a lot of really standout moments throughout the entire show. Really great moments. But overall, it is definitely more relying on the parody and if you're not if you're not into space opera parodies or harem parodies a lot of that humor might miss people and you might not find too much enjoyment out of it as for the show in general or the the package itself i know that we often miss talking about specifically uh the quality of them uh, or the quality of the show in a in its released format and here we're talking about the blu-ray version of this um, but I do really want to point this out because I think this is a very excellent package. If you're looking for Martian Successor Nadesco, 
this is kind of like the package. This has the TV series in it. It has the the OVA Kekigengers. Uh, it's got the movie in it. I will say, though, the only thing that I'm kind of against it on is that technically, I don't think it was a a, a remastering or anything like that. It, this is really kind of a a transfer over because there is there's some jitteriness of the video uh, every now and then. It's not all the time, but there is a jitteriness to it, almost like an old VHS jitteriness. The quality isn't bad. It's not grainy. It doesn't have a bad color. It's it's very colorful, very well transferred. It's just, it's got that jitteriness to it, which is something that's not present in things like the opening, which I think looks beautiful. And I, the menus and everything else looks very, very beautiful. Um, so I think they did a good job. It's just not a, this isn't a, we took it and made it like the next greatest thing. So don't expect that. But I think it is a complete package is awesome because you're getting all the content in there. Um, I I think outside of the TV series, the movie was fantastic. I love the movie. I think the, I think the movie was by far way better than the TV series, and that's mainly because it handled the humor versus the serious moments very very well. Uh, it had a, a pretty solid story because it kind of continues on from where the TV series left off. It kind of shifts to a new set of uh, not necessarily a new set of people, but a there's different people at the helm of the ship. And I appreciated what they were doing with that. It had a decent little action story to it. The animation and combat sequences were fantastic. They had some really cool mecha fights in that one. And it handled the drama and it handled the, the comedy points very, very well. So overall, I think the movie was a much more standout, better uh, content than the, the TV series. But I still enjoy the TV series. So Anything else I didn't cover? I'm not sure. <laughs> um well, you did uh, miss the part in episode 10. Episode 10? Yeah. What was that part? You watched it. Oh, well, I don't I don't have that written. I don't have my breakdown of episodes, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'll also mention the fact that the, I think there the dub... There was a kiss. There was, yeah, there was kisses that kind of came out of nowhere. The dub does, does take quite a few liberties. Uh, I, I appreciate the dub because... And this is funny because it's supposed to be a... a it has the parody moments of the Young Evangelion because technically... Uh, like Akito was voiced by the same guy that did uh, uh, Shinji Akari from Neon Evangelion. Tiffany Grant or whatever, she was uh, Ryoko from the show. So just like Asuka and Lenny Shoryu. So it has like all these similar voices from Neon Evangelion, the dub itself. So that was kind of funny. I do kind of see that there was certain liberties they took in the idea that there were the... What they translated wasn't necessarily what the characters said. Like there was this... I, I mentioned this, I think, on one of our other podcasts that... Uh, uh, this this guard was asking uh, Megami if she was a seiyu because he recognized her voice or something like that, and she says, "Yeah, I'm a seiyu." And he's and in the Japanese, he's technically just asking, clarifying, asking her again, like "You're a seiyu kind of thing." But in the dub, he's saying something like, "Were you in the tentacle something?" Basically asking if she was in a hentai because he recognized her from that or something like that. And it's like that wasn't technically in the original, but that's fine. Take the levers you want. If that makes it funnier, I, it was it was kind of funny, so we'll go with it. But just be aware of that kind of stuff. I don't think it hurts it at all, but it's there. The subs, the sub with Japanese is always there if you want it, the true version, if you can even say that. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to cover. I think I think they had some really good moments in there. It's a cool comedy. Definitely has some up moments, has some down moments. I I kind of had more issues with the Genki Gungar than I think most people will have, but I think it, like I said earlier, I think it ends up coming into its own later part, so 
that's all fine and dandy. I definitely check it out if anything you've, we've heard uh, sounds uh, any remotely interesting to you. Definitely, if you're in the idea of wanting the, a parody of space opera type stuff, it's definitely in that in that realm. But yeah, we got again, we got this copy of Martian Successor Nadesco from Nozomi Entertainment. We thank them for sending it over to us for us to check it out and tell you guys about it. And we hope you guys enjoyed this. And we definitely appreciate you guys giving the feedback. If you have any comments about the show, if you liked it or didn't like it, uh, let us know. If you have any questions about the show itself, like the quality or any of the content that's in it. We've had some questions in previous reviews where they're asking what extras was in it. If I miss anything, definitely let me know. And I'll definitely let you know if it's in there. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. And you all take care. Again, we're at TalkerSpirit.com. I didn't mention that today. <laughs> Go <laughs> for our news reviews and coverage of new all enemies, as well as our wonderful community in the form of links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good jazz. And we thank you all for listening. Y'all take care. Os. No!